Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buccaneers? Welcome to today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I am your host for today's episode, David Harrison. You will hear from my co-host, James Yarko, here in just a little bit. Both of us on Twitter, I am at dharrison82. James is at jyarko underscore bucks. The show at Lockdown Bucks. Both of us are writers for SB Nation for bucksnation.com. Find that on Twitter at bucks underscore nation. On today's episode, you're going to hear from James live from Tampa in at training camp with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to give you an entire segment, 10 minutes or so of his thoughts and what he observed on Monday at training camp. And then you're going to hear from Bruce Arians in our segment three. But here on segment one, we've been talking a lot about about Antonio Brown. And you're actually going to hear James talk a little bit more about Antonio Brown, what he's been doing. But we decided that we've been talking about him so much that maybe it'd be nice for you guys to hear from him. So here is Antonio Brown speaking to the media on Monday following practice at Tampa Bay Buccaneers training camp. I feel really good, thank God. Coach Arians was saying that. That knee had been bothering you before the playoffs. He said that you thought maybe yeah. you needed that surgery for a few years. Yeah. Well, I'm beyond grateful to be here at this moment right here with my teammates and training camp, uh, putting my hand in the pile, uh, putting my condition on display. Uh, I don't take for granted being here. Uh, thankful I got great health. Uh, Dr. Neil Armstrong did a good job. Team doctors here, the team staff, Alex Guerrero. So I got the best training guys here. I'm just happy to be here and uh, – do what I love and play football. And Terry, how, how much does it help you to have a full off-season, pre-season build into things now? Well, I get a chance to get my legs up under me, uh, build a camaraderie with my teammates, uh, get on the same timing and uh, rhythm with TB12, and you know, just be around the guys. You know, this is the time when football starts. This is the time when you earn your keep, and uh, I'm just excited about you know continue to earn it. Well, Jerry had said that this was like your first real surgery that you had in your career, which is pretty unbelievable. Yeah. What was that recovery process like for you this offseason? Uh, I'm saying it was, it was, he forgot how hard it was going through rehab. Yeah. Well, rehab, rehab is a process. You know, it's another challenge. Uh, you're trying to challenge yourself to do something you love to do uh, with immoralities. So it was a challenge. Uh, I'm uh, super grateful I'm past that point. Uh, I had some good people here, like I said, that took care of me in the midst of it to help me to get to this point. So I'm beyond grateful for that. After the way last season ended, the way you performed down the stretch, yep. the way you're performing now, you feel kind of, for lack of a better term, reborn? <laughs> well, I'm excited, man. I'm just super grateful uh, to be uh, health, healthy, uh, to be here on the team uh, early and often. So I'm looking to give everything I got here and uh, put myself in the mix early. Whole group now together. You got OJ in the mix. Yep. You know, how dangerous do you think this whole unit can be? Well, it's a great team. Uh, some fun to be a part of. Part of. Obviously, it's a lot of great players. Uh, we're just trying to gel them together, and uh, respect, loyalty, and uh, trust. What was life like for you off the field this time last year? You know, you weren't on the Bucks roster. Yeah. Service suspension. What was life like yeah. for you off the field compared to now? Well, life last year was uncertain. You know, a lot of uncertainty. Would I even get a chance to play football uh, being suspended? So I could uh, always remember at that point last year where I was at to make sure I appreciate uh, having the right perspective and uh, being grateful that 
that I'm in this point right here. You know, I got all my goals in front of me. I get an opportunity to do what I love, so I can't uh, forget about appreciating that. I, I understand you, you know, had, had made some strides off the field and, and really tried to kind of better yourself in certain areas, like uh, Tony Robbins and things like that. How have you grown uh, from all that? I just learned to, you know, appreciate the position I'm in, uh, keep the right perspective, and stay great, great, grateful. You know, APG, appreciation. Appreciating the opportunity I get to do what I love, uh, keeping the right perspective, knowing, you know, it's bigger than me. You know, it's a ton of other people here that go in the right place to help the ultimate cause of the things and just being grateful, you know, grateful to do what I love. Uh, and that's about it. And also, too, with, with those legal issues seemingly behind you and everything, yeah. what has that meant for you, uh, as not just as a football player, but as a person to kind of be able to turn the page on I'm just excited to be uh, done with the stuff from the past. Uh, it's a new chapter for me. Uh, I'm excited to write it. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Antonio, you talked about how much you wanted to be back here. But back in March is free. How much interest did you have from other teams? Well, it don't matter in March. You know, I'm here fully. It's about uh, Tampa Bay collectively working together to build the 21-2021 team. So. I'm here fully committed in the process of that. What has it meant to you to be able to spend another year with your brother, Tom Brady, a guy that you just hold in such high regard? It means everything to me. What's your impressions of Jalen Darden from what you've seen so far? Uh, he's, a, he's a young, excited kid. Uh, he loves football. Uh, it's a pleasure to be around him. Uh, he got that fire in his eyes, and uh, I'm excited to help him. Did you get a chance to watch any of the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame stuff over the weekend? Yeah. Is Canton something that you think about in your mind? Yeah. Well, I got a long way to go from Canton, but, you know, it was, a, it was an honor to see my past teammates and Troy Palomalo, uh, the career he had and the things he'd done. Obviously, Peyton Manning, the player he was and the things he did over the course of the league, Edger and James and a couple of other great coaches and great guys that went in. So it's always an honor being a football player to see those guys those special units of guys uh, be a part of that and uh, grateful to witness. How much longer do you want to keep doing this? <laughs> well, we'll see, you know, I, I'm still having fun. Uh, still explosive player, still love to play the game. So hopefully it's a long time. You've been doing this for such a long <laughs> time, but it's like watching you with practice. I mean, you're talking trash to the DBs. Like you're really fired up. Like where does that yeah. come from? I mean, I think a lot of us would probably be exhausted after <laughs> practice, uh, just getting that amped up. I'm excited to play. I bring play with a lot of energy. Uh, it's obviously hot out here, so you got to have more energy, uh, kind of wind yourself up. But I'm just an exciting football player that I love to play, bring a lot of passion to the field, and uh, just trying to spread it out to my teammates and get affectionate calls so we could do what we love to do. All right, a lot of good stuff there from AB. And guys, you know, there's a lot of excitement surrounding what Antonio Brown might be able to bring to the field. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2021, if you're a fantasy enthusiast, if you're part of the Locked On Bucks Fantasy League, he might be a guy that you might be uh, be worth targeting there in your fantasy drafts, depending on when he's getting drafted. Of course, those Tom Brady weapons, man. I mean, some weeks they're going to go off and some weeks they're going to do nothing. So it's just kind of one of those things you got to deal with. Live and die by the Tom Brady weapon, uh, so to speak. But good things from Antonio Brown. You heard about him mentoring Jalen Darden. You're going to hear more about that from James in the next segment as he brings you his notes, thoughts, and observations from training camp. And he's going to do that thanks to our friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. No matter what sports season it is, baseball season still in full swing. NHL just came to a close. NBA just came to a close. Football right around the corner. 
whatever it is. Get all your news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs from betonline.ag and get your sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to betonline.ag, sign up, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Segment two here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. David Harrison coming at you at dharrison82 on Twitter. My co-host, partner in crime, James Yarko at jarko underscore bucks. Speaking of James, here is James coming from training camp with his Monday observations. James Yarko here from Tampa Bay Buccaneers training camp, putting down a couple of thoughts here uh, from Monday's practice and it was it was an entertaining one for sure. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, you know, stood out to me, you know, the most, especially during the one-on-one drills. That dude is just an absolute character. He's yelling and screaming, uh, cheering on Shaq Barrett. But obviously, Bruce Arians was not pleased with the offense, talking about how every time they come out there after a day off, the offense just absolutely stinks. There there were some shining moments, but overall, the defense really ruled the day. And something that I wrote up for Bucks Nation is that Antonio Brown continues to shine. And probably my biggest takeaway was the reception that he got from the crowd there. It was the women in red. Uh, out there today lots of female fans lots of promotion for the inclusion of women in football it was really some great things over there for the fans lots of a very excited and and happy female fans there in the stands today but Antonio Brown would get close to to the crowd and they all started screaming a b a b and he'd smile and wave and he just continues to absolutely dominate and Tom Brady is he's focusing so much on on Antonio Brown and what I wrote up for Bucks Nation. At this point, we talk about AB all the time because it is a story. You you go back and you you take a look at a year ago and the fact that a lot of us thought that he wasn't even going to play football again, let alone be in the role that he is now. And he's out there. He's working with the young guys. He was working a lot with Jalen Darden. Really likes, uh, you know, mentoring him and, and helping him out. Darden was in the rotation and the kick returners during the special team session. But Antonio Brown is going to blow up this year, buddy. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. As long as as he behaves himself, which all signs point to him doing so. He is going to absolutely explode. And, and David, we had this conversation last week about the best receiver on the Buccaneers roster, and we know how good Mike Evans is. We know how good Chris Godwin is. But so do the opposing defenses and the opposing defensive coordinators. The opportunities that Antonio Brown is going to have this year is going to make it look like this is the Antonio Brown from the Pittsburgh Steelers days. This is vintage, old-school Antonio Brown, and he's just – he's a marvel to watch. Um, that was that was really my, my biggest takeaway is just he's absolutely next level. He's still so quick, still so elusive. He had a um, – he had a reception during 11 on 11s where it it had to have been a blown assignment by somebody who I don't know but brown found himself wide open brady brady found him the ball wasn't the best thrown ball by brady by any means it was a little bit behind him ab had to slow down adjust 
make the catch, then all of a sudden he's just slipping through three defenders on his way to the end zone, never breaking stride, never slowing down, just hit the open space, used his quickness, used his elusiveness, got through the secondary and was in, and the crowd went berserk. It was really, really a lot of fun to watch them react to him. Something else that that I took away, and this isn't something that, you know, you you can hear about it, you can read about it, uh, you can assume that it's what's going to happen, but I did notice a lot of two tight end sets with Gronk and OJ, and sometimes, you know, one would stay in to block while the other went out for a pass. The other times, they would both go out for a pass. Uh, Brady hit OJ Howard with some really nice throws. OJ, he's still looking like he's getting back into it a little bit, but he's looking better and better by you know by the play. Uh, how how close he'll be to 100% when the season starts, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But he really looks like he's starting to get back into a groove. Looking forward to um, hopefully having some solid production out of OJ Howard this year as long as he can stay healthy. During the uh, the 10 zone drill, I guess is is what I'll end up calling it, but the offense was lined up in the, the goal to go situation. I was on the opposite end zone, so I was watching from afar and I, I tweeted it out from the Locked On Bucks account that the defense was just absolutely dominating the session from where I stood. There were some great pass breakups. There were some run stops. There was a lot of, of hooping and hollering from the defense because the offense just couldn't get into the end zone, couldn't complete a pass, some drop balls. And that probably fueled some of Bruce Arians' frustration with the offense and and what they were doing and and led to kind of his boiling over uh, during the, the media session as far as his frustration with the offense. But Carlton Davis continues to look good. He had a couple of nice pass breakups. Mike Edwards had a phenomenal interception on Blaine Gabbard, just read the play beautifully, timed it beautifully, um, was able to, to pick off the ball. Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette both ran really hard. And something else that, that I did take away, and it was something that I was looking for. You guys all know how much I, I like Gio Bernard. So I was keeping my eye on him, and he was making some good plays out of the backfield, had a nice catch, uh, a nice catch and run early in the 11 on 11 sessions and no no sign of Ryan Suckup today it was it was the backup kicker the the camp leg if you will Jose Borregales I think is how you pronounce his uh, his last name I I didn't hear anybody say it but he looked okay barely squeaked in what was probably about a 45 yarder um but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see Ryan suck up sometime this week. It doesn't look like I'll be out at practice today as you're listening to this, but I'll be back out there Wednesday and Thursday before they have the day off uh, prior to the preseason game against the Cincinnati Bengals. A um, couple of other uh, takeaways was you know I kept an eye on the special team session early on with the rotation. At kick returner, you had Darden out there. You had Scotty Miller out there. You, I even saw Keyshawn Vaughn back there. Uh, Jaden Mickens, of course, was was out there. Which, real quick, regarding Mickens, 
this was something that that I noticed when when the media was over there during Bruce Arians' conversation. I was off to a different side, and a lot of the players were going back into the indoor facility. And uh, Mickens stopped dead in his tracks on his way to the door, turned around, walked back over to the side where there were a couple of kids, maybe maybe an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, a couple of brothers, both wearing Tom Brady jerseys. And uh, Mickens takes off his gloves, gives one to each kid, and the smile on those kids' faces was just absolutely priceless. Uh, it was it was a really cool gesture for Mickens, um, especially with the lack of interaction, really, that, that players are allowed to have with, with fans, given all the restrictions with, with COVID still going on. So wanted to to make a quick note there about, you know, how cool of a move that was by Mickens. But um, one of the things that they did during the, the special team session was Darden and Mickens were actually catching kickoffs, whereas Miller and Vaughn did almost like a simulated return where they held the ball up over their heads and the coaches counted. And once they got to three, then the players were allowed to start running. So it was almost, you know, they were simulating the kick and then allowing the guys to to run. But out of the group, I would say it was, you know, the the one two are Mickens and Jalen Darden as far as the as good as the returns looked. Keyshawn Vaughn did look pretty good in, in some of the opportunities where I got to see, but by far the the most entertaining part of the day was the one on ones between the the offensive line and the defensive line. As I mentioned earlier, Jason Pierre-Paul was out there screaming. He, I don't know if that's how he is every day, but that guy was just on another level. And he, I, I know people are going to roll their eyes and go, of course, but he just absolutely stole the soul out of Donovan Smith when it was his turn to go, much like uh, Shaq Barrett did to Tristan Wirfs that got JPP hyped up to begin with. And He's out there screaming, "They can't stop you, Shaq. They can't do nothing about that, Shaq." And it was a, uh, it was fun to watch. But you know, the offensive line, they had their fair share of wins. You know, they they stopped Vita. Of course, Vita Veyes was a one on two situation, but Ryan Jensen was stoning guys. You know, Tristan Wirfs got a little bit of revenge there later on. And uh, something else that I'm going to continue to keep an eye on moving forward this week is is Joe Tryon. This kid. When he gets his opportunity this year, he's just absolutely explosive. I see what what all these people have talked about with his athleticism and his burst. The guy is just an absolute phenom. So seeing how he's going to work with the rest of the defense, with the rest of the pass rushers, with JPP, Shaq on that rotation, if he gets on the field with the other two, Joe Tryon's going to cause some problems for some offenses this year. With that, uh, moving over to to Sunday night and and John Lynch being inducted, uh, a couple of quick thoughts on that. First off, yo, it's about time. I love what he said about Rondé Barber that Barber's time is coming. But you know, his speech was was outstanding. I didn't get to see Peyton Manning's uh, the the place where I'm staying actually doesn't have ESPN, so I didn't get to watch all of it. I've had to you know go online and and find them, but. One of my biggest takeaways was just how, you know, how thankful he was for his family being there. And I thought it was just absolutely adorable that John Lynch mentioned that he met his wife in the seventh grade. Like, how cool is that? We always talk about, oh, it's so nice. They married, you know, like Chris Godwin and, and Emma Raya. They were high school sweethearts. And we talk about how cool of a 
of a story that is, well, John Lynch, yeah, he met his, his girlfriend in junior high or middle school, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it was, it was long overdue. It was a great speech by him. Uh, looking forward to, uh, to when Rondé finally gets in, but you know, it's, it's great to have another member, key member of that old Buccaneers defense enshrined forever in Canton. And I'm looking forward to heading up there and seeing his bust along with Derek Brooks and, and Warren Sapp. The last time I was in the hall of fame, the only Buccaneer bust that was in there was Leroy Selman. So looking forward to taking a trip up there one of these days and, and checking everything out and, other than that, um, you know, I'll have I'll have more from camp. I'll be continuing to tweet out from the Locked On Bucks account. So make sure you're following that on Twitter at Locked On Bucks. Of course, you can follow me at Jarko underscore Bucks. I'll probably try to do a few more tweets from my own personal account rather than all from the Locked On Bucks. Um, but yeah, looking forward to another fun day of practice probably on Wednesday and on Thursday, and I'll have uh, I'll have more of my updates coming then and it'll be just me tomorrow so david uh when you're listening to this enjoy the day off and uh one place i will say that never takes a day off is our friends over at rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket you can save time and money why choose to spend up to 30 50 even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. The Rock Auto prices are reliably low and the same for every single single customer. They have everything you need from brake parts and tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, guys, back now here to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Bucks Podcast. David Harrison on Twitter at DHarrison82. James Yarko at jarko underscore bucks the show at Locked On Bucks. Special thanks to James Yarko for coming at us again from Tampa there on the ground during training camp this week and sending us his thoughts from what he, what he's observing. And he mentioned Bruce Arians. He mentioned how unhappy Bruce was with the offense. And yeah, James did tweet from the lockdown bucks account about the defense having a very dominant day while the practice was going on. But uh, it's best to hear from the horse's mouth, right? So let's hear from Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach, Bruce Arians. Really good practice defensively. That was one of our best start to finish practices defensively, and probably the worst offensive practices we've had in three years. Um, kind of a pattern of behavior now. After a day off, our offense just stinks, and they got to break that habit. But uh, defensively, they answered the bell. They came out and uh, dominated the entire practice, and uh, it was good to see. What do you think the reason is why the offense struggles coming off a day off? Ask them. I mean, you can't be warned more than uh, every week. So, uh, drop passes, missed assignments on basic plays. It's just a lack of concentration. What do you, as a coach, do to kind of get the reverse that, though, lead the reverse of that trend? 
Well, back in the day, we'd be out here running the out of them, but uh, that don't work anymore. Um, go to jail for that stuff now. Um, they just got to grow up and man up. I mean, it's, it's been identified, so you got to fix it. I'm not going to fix it. You got to fix it. All right, guys, again, that was Bruce Arians talking about the offense not having such a good day, the defense having a pretty good day. Uh, what stood out the most, guys, from that comment is Bruce Arians talking about this being one of the worst offensive practices they've had in three years. Not in two years, in three years, going back to the Jameis Winston time. So, I mean, and look, Jameis, we, we all know Jameis wasn't all bad. There was a lot of good that came with some of the bad that came with Jameis Winston. But still, you got to figure when you bring in the GOAT, you should not be having practices that are worse off than what you had before you brought in the GOAT. So definitely low marks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. But you figure uh, with the amount of leadership, with the amount of experience they have there, and with the desired hunger to uh, not be one of the many teams to not even make the playoffs the season following the Super Bowl, that offense is going to uh, hear their head coach's words. And like he said, it's on them to fix it. It's not on him. He can't go out there, run the routes. He can't block. He can't throw the ball. He can't catch the ball. He's got to basically you know, teach them how to do what they want. They need to do. And we know they've been taught. The proof is in the pudding, and, and it's it's Super Bowl caliber. So we know they know how to do it. It's just a matter of going out there, like Bruce said, and executing. Something else that Bruce Arians talked about that a lot of people have been wondering about is the preseason strategy going into this year with three games instead of four, how our coach is going to approach the game. I actually just did a radio spot on Monday before I heard Bruce talking, uh, and I speculated that some coaches might use that second game uh, as the dress rehearsal, let the uh, let the backups kind of play the majority of that third game like they usually would the fourth game, and then kind of take three weeks to let your starters really kind of heal, get refreshed, be fresh for the opening season, give you you know give your pro scouts and, and give them you know time you know the Buccaneers having three weeks to watch Dallas Cowboys film. But it sounds like Bruce Arians has different plans. More like a first, you know, everybody will play. Don't know how much, but everybody will play. And uh, the Titans, we're going against them for two practices. Then we'll determine how that is as far as who plays in that one. And the last one will play a bunch. So. All right, so if if, uh, the, if the pattern and the execution matches what Bruce Arians just said there, that third game is going to be that full dress rehearsal uh, like you're kind of used to just without that fourth extra game. So you're going to end up uh, with the Buccaneers starters playing the majority of the third game. They'll have two weeks between that game and the season opener on Thursday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, look, two weeks of recovery, two weeks for planning. That's still plenty of time. Uh, I said on the radio when I talked about it, either option, whether it's the second game is the full dress or the third game is a full dress. Either one has its logic, has its merits, and you can't really disagree with either one. So uh, I would probably still go with the second game, but I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that Bruce Arians is wrong uh, in his approach and his strategy. We'll see if that's how it actually shakes down. But no matter what, guys, Buccaneers football back this weekend for you, taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, unfortunately, will not be playing in that game. So if you're looking to get a little bit of a glimpse of the future quarterbacks in the league, one of the best ones, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals kind of taking their time with their quarterback coming off of that that knee injury uh, that he suffered against the Washington football team last year. And probably smart to do so, especially against this defense, even if it is preseason. They're going to be firing off. They're going to be going after him. So probably best to keep him on the shelf there a little bit and protect him. But, guys, James is going to be back tomorrow. I will be off for my weekly episode that I take off. James will be back with you from Tampa, Florida, with more observations, more news, more notes surrounding training camp with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've got a game to get ready for us. Back later in the week to give you our thoughts on that as well. Until we speak again, guys, please, if you're out
Stranded out, be safe, be kind to one another.